0: All righty. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter podcast for D Day, June 6th, 2022. And Bailey is sitting on my lap for the intro. Say hello, Bailey. Hello. Yes. Bailey's very excited. As am I. Welcome to the program. Happy Monday to you. Thanks to everybody for the support at uh, Patreon.com/slash/DerekHunterPodcast and at DerekHunter.Locals.com. Don't don't pick at that. You broke your unicorn, but I glued it back together. You got to let it dry. We have a lot to get to, and so I want to get to it as quickly as possible. But she wasn't going to let me do the intro without saying hello. So what do you got to say? Hello, guys. <laughs> say thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And thanks for supporting my daddy. Thanks for supporting my daddy. All right. All right. Go be three somewhere else, kid. You make too much noise. All right. So let's get started. There's a lot going on since we last spoke. And uh, we got new jobs numbers, first and foremost. We got a whole bunch of things. The president spoke about guns. and I swear to God, if you wanted to sabotage any possibility of anything, you do exactly what Joe Biden does. It just yeah. We'll get to that in a second, but I want to address the jobs numbers because of uh, how they're being spun. They're being spun. as This is wonderful. This is wonderful. There's one news outlet that is pointing out that these numbers aren't so great. These numbers are, are slowing down because we've got a uh, a lot of people who are forecasting – tough times ahead do i want tough times ahead no do i think that uh, tough times ahead would be good for republicans yes but i don't think they'd be good for the country and frankly i don't think we need joe biden to fully drive the economy into the ditch and then down a cliff and then set the car on fire for republicans to win so i think that there's probably better ways to do that but i tell you this because you should be prepared just in case. You should always hope for the best and prepare for the worst. Isn't that what the saying is? Or I'm probably butchering it, but it's something close to that. So we tell you the jobs numbers, 390,000 jobs in the past month. But Axios, liberal, liberal Axios, this is the way that they report it, the U.S. economy added 390,000 jobs in May and the unemployment rate held at 3.6 percent, the government said on Friday. Why it matters, they say, the solid jobs gains are the fewest in over a year, a sign that the hot labor market may be starting to give way to something more moderate. Now, that's being generous. That's being, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that's being liberals. But it seems as though you have to look at trends. One month doesn't make a trend, but the other numbers from the past were revised down. For example, March's jobs numbers were revised down by 30,000 jobs to 398,000. Still nothing to sniff at in general, but we're not dealing with regular economic activity. We're not dealing with regular economic times. We're dealing at a time when the government is unkinking the hose. When the government is unkinking the hose, the economy should be booming. It should be getting that original flush of water where it goes. And we're, if we're already seeing that start to peter out, then that's problematic. That's problematic. Put it another way, there are people who are very smart when it comes to economics. You can think of what you will of my economic prowess. I think I'm pretty good. At spotting these things, but I am no economist and I am uh, semi-entrepreneurial I suppose, but I'm no Elon Musk so let's look at what Elon Musk has to say about it this is kind of a, uh, a big story Reuters exclusive Elon Musk feels super bad about the economy needs to cut 10% of Tesla jobs and this is a guy who can he's got more money than he knows what to do with he's got so much money he's willing to throw billions of dollars at Twitter Tesla CEO Elon Musk has a, quote, super bad feeling about the economy and needs to cut about 10 percent of the jobs at electric car ma- at the electric car maker, he said in an email to executives seen by Reuters. The message sent on Thursday and titled Pause All Hiring Worldwide came two days after the billionaire told staff to return to the workplace or leave and adds to a growing chorus of warnings from business leaders about the risks of recession. Yes. Tesla, which last month was, you know, they were all, all the Elon Musk companies were hiring. Elon Musk was tweeting about, come work for us for SpaceX. Come work for us at whatever other company he's got. He's got uh, Starlink and everything else under the sun. And now they're saying, let's pause all hiring worldwide, at least at Tesla. I don't know that it goes across all other platforms that he owns, but it wouldn't surprise me. Almost 100,000 people were employed at Tesla and its subsidiaries at the end of 2021, its annual SEC filing show. The company was not immediately available for comment. Things are going down. Things are going down. Now you can say, hey, tesla's of course having problems if you know anybody who owns a tesla or anybody trying to buy a tesla it takes a while you can't just go in and buy a tesla you have to wait for it to be delivered several months sometimes i have a friend came over last weekend had a tesla bought a tesla and i asked him i said well how long was the wait he bought it at the beginning of the pandemic or near the beginning of the pandemic he said it was about not wasn't that bad it's about three months I mean, I guess you have different definitions of what is bad and what isn't bad. But in the grand scheme of things, three months isn't that terrible. If you have a car, you can just ride it out for three months. If you don't have a car, you well, you probably wouldn't likely start off with a Tesla, but maybe you do. Three months is problematic. Three months grows and grows and grows. until, If the supply chain was bad at the beginning... Imagine how much worse it's gotten. This is just one company. It's a big company. It's an important company if you believe the media. It's, they make nice cars. I don't think any company's really important. But and the Democrats hate it because it's non-union. But the concept, the, the market, the industry that they're in is what the government is pushing people into. And if stocks are falling, if sales are falling, if prospects for the future are bad for a company in an industry where, quite frankly, they're making the best looking and almost the only good looking electric cars. Realistically, that's what they're doing. It's making the only attractive looking car. Everybody else makes an electric car. They look like various forms of slugs. If they're looking at, cutting jobs, if they're looking at cutting sales, if they're looking at a problematic economic forecast going forward with $7,500 in subsidies from the federal government in purchasing one of their products, you know, that's 7500 You can get that $7,500 tax credit. You can get all the tax credit depending on where you live, whether you take delivery of the car or whatever. You can order it and you get those, those subsidies. It's not like they're dependent upon delivery. And so you've got to front the money and then you get the money back. No, it's on your taxes. You show the receipts, you're taken care of. If that industry is suffering, if that industry is looking at 10% layoffs, it's kind of problematic, don't you think? For the, Or uh, at least potentially problematic looking forward for the rest of the economy. I would think so. Again, Elon Musk has made hundreds of billions of dollars, not just from Tesla. He's gone to—he well, hasn't gone to space yet, but he's the—you know—the main supplier of um, equipment and people to the International Space Station. He's kind of a smart guy. He has launched satellites. I mean, you want to talk about somebody who's led an amazing life? He. His satellite communication, Starlink, is what allows the Ukrainians to continue to communicate after the invasion once Russia came in and tried to shut down the Internet. Starlink made it impossible to do. It's huge. That's just one company. You watch other companies probably follow suit or already following suit other companies starting to lower expectations it's weird because you know they say um, well all stock prices are not based on the value of the company at the moment they're based on what the value of the company will be in the future it's about growth it's about growth and if companies aren't projecting growth aren't predicting growth you're going to see stocks start to slip If companies don't actually make the growth and they underestimate the growth, the shrinkage or whatever that they do, then that's going to bode really poorly for a lot of people's 401ks, a lot of people's retirements. Oh, this is a direct result of Joe Biden. He's going to tout the total number of jobs created oh it's wonderful it's wonderful look at we're booming we've created he's going to say and he's going and as he spends his weekend at the beach uh we have created more jobs than any administration ever any more jobs everywhere 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 it bears repeating it's been repeated often by he by me and by others these jobs aren't being created these jobs are returning If you get laid off because the government shut down your job, shut down your employer, and then your employer is allowed to reopen by that same tyrannical government, the government counts you as having found a new job. Congratulations, you're now employed again, even though you were employed before. Technically, the only reason you lost your job was because of government incompetence, government action. It's... uh, it's all a shell game. If you control the unit of measure, you control everything. But it's not just Elon Musk. Like I said, Reuters is reporting that his sentiments echo recent comments from executives including J.P. Morgan Chase, CEO Jamie Dimon, and Goldman Sachs President John Waldron. Does that mean there's going to be a recession? That these people are foolproof? That these people could... No. No. If you watch that... Uh... That maybe not a miniseries. I guess they call them. They don't call them miniseries anymore. They call them limited series. The limited series on Apple TV Plus, which was excellent, called "We Crashed." If you haven't watched it, watch it. Jamie Diamond clearly he's a character in there. Clearly, is not necess- is not the person you should listen to exclusively when it comes to. Mm, Economic forecast for co- various companies and even various industries. <laughs> if, you, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. But when he is a member of a chorus, you should at least listen to the chorus. Consider what the chorus is singing. With inflation the way it is, with supply chain issues the way they are, with crisis after crisis after crisis that this administration wants to pretend does not exist or that they're handling it. That they're handling the Democrat, the official Democrats Twitter account the other day. It was five days ago. Tweeted out 27.5 million bottles of baby formula are coming from Australia to the United States. Thanks, President Biden. You go, okay. that's probably in the ballpark of one day's worth of baby formula needed in the country. But that's beside the point. They're actually bragging and saying that you should thank President Biden for making this country dependent upon other countries to be able to properly nourish our newborns and our infants. You start to realize that these people maybe have a different definition of success, a different definition for a whole host of words than normal people have. That if you look at these, we celebrate, thanks, President Biden, great, Congratulations. It's like walking up to somebody and punching them right in the face, bloodying their nose, and then offering them some tissues to wipe. It's here, don't get that blood on your shirt. Oh, thanks. Thanks, guy. Yeah, Nice right hook, by the way. But, uh, you know, uh, thanks for, for helping me. Make sure that I don't, because blood is real tough to get out. So you're a hero. No. They broke it. They created the problem. They created the baby formula problem. They created the supply chain issues. They've created the economic issues that we face. They will spin and lie about every single one of those things because, well, they're liars. They're frauds. We have some examples coming up of the president of the United States seemingly wanting to sabotage this. We've got Democrats... Wanting to sabotage this. Any, any prospect of doing anything to protect schools going forward. Now if they care so deeply about that. Why would they try to sabotage it? Because they don't want to care. They don't care. They want the issue. They need the issue. They don't need you to think of what they're doing. This Mark Noller from... Is he still at CBS? Yeah, no. These are reporter... Good reporter used to be at CBS. I think he was laid off because they only uh, they only keep on people who are liberal enough. He was actually an honest reporter. So Biden's Delaware scorecard. By my count, it's Biden's 43rd visit to Delaware, his sixth visit to Rehoboth Beach. Joe's spending the weekend at the beach. He cares so deeply about this, this gun control issue that he's not going to involve himself. Well, he actually did. He walked in. He threw a Molotov cocktail on the negotiations and then ran out and ran to the beach. But think about that. 43 visits to Delaware. He hasn't been president all that long. 52 weeks in a year, he's been president for about a year and a half. More than half the time, the guy is gone. But most importantly, in those 49 visits to Delaware, the White House the White House staff, people who work for us, technically, people who we pay, won't say who Joe Biden is meeting with. They have visitor logs at the White House. Anybody walks in and out. I remember during the Obama administration, there was like uh, Jeremiah Wright coming and going a few times. And uh, they said, no, 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 it's a different Jeremiah Wright. Like, what the hell? How many Jeremiah Wrights are there? No, it was a different Jeremiah Wright. Well, which who's this Jeremiah Wright? And they wouldn't say. We're supposed to just believe them. It was, it was likely the same, very same Jeremiah Wright. Uh, Barry pretended he wasn't talking to him anymore, but he definitely was. But with the Biden administration, they learned from Obama. Don't put visitors you don't want the world to know the president's meeting with on the visitor logs. You can only say that, no, no, it's a different one. It's a different guy. It's a different Hunter Biden business partner name. It's just a weird coincidence. So when Joe goes to Delaware, they won't say who he meets with. Which doctors are coming in to pump him full of God knows what to fight his dementia? What foreign nationals are coming in to pay and call in old favors that they've given to Joe? How many of you know his degenerate son and degenerate brother's business partners are meeting with him? We don't know. They won't say. And it's not a big media story either that they won't say. It's really kind of scary. Again, they're hiding what they're doing. And they're not doing what they're saying they're doing. Tells something about Democrats, I think, doesn't it? I just saw this on Twitter on uh this Morning Joe. They had on someone called Yolanda Renee King. And talking about your Second Amendment right. And you go, Who the hell's Yolanda? Renee King. You're right. You're, Leolanda Renee King is somebody you go, I don't know. She looks like she's about, I don't know, 15, 16 years old. And she's the granddaughter of Martin Luther King. And you go, why the hell is Martin Joe on? Well, because she's a liberal in good standing. She's out there pushing the left-wing agenda. That's it. If you're willing to... It's amazing to me how... And I hate this in, in politics. I hate this in life in general. Where... Um, accomplishments some people act as though they are inheritable glory is inheritable it's not inheritable i don't care who you are i don't care who your parents were your grandparents are it every every one of the king i don't i don't want to catch hell for this but i don't care it has to be said I don't care what Alveda King has to say. She's a conservative. She's the niece of Martin Luther King. I don't care what she has to say because of who her uncle was. I don't know that she lived at a time where she ever met her uncle. I'm not sure. And I don't care what any of Martin Luther King Jr.'s kids have to say. They aren't him. They weren't him. They're never going to be him. They spend a lot of time suing people trying to make a living off of his name. And they they you know make your own name. Would be my thing to say. But anybody's... Well, there's here's Martin Luther King Jr.'s granddaughter. So what? What does that even mean? But if she's willing to come and speak out against guns, then, you know, she'll be on MSNBC and she's right there with Al Sharpton, of course. It's pathetic. I'm sorry, I don't care. Anybody. Anybody. I want to know what you think of who you are. If you're running for something, fine. I will listen to you. Not because of who your parents are or grandparents, who your ancestors were, where your blood comes from. I want to know about you. Do something. She didn't do anything. She was simply born to one of Martin Luther King's kids. But the left is so desperate to, like, glom on to any... They, they lost the Kennedys. It used to be anybody named Kennedy was... Oh, we must well, Kennedy, rising star in the Democratic Party. Which Kennedy? I don't know. All of them. Anybody named Kennedy, okay? Everybody except for the Kennedy on Fox News. All the other Kennedys are rising stars in the Democratic Party. Because their name was Kennedy. Uh, it's annoying. It's very annoying. And I say this, like... I. I guess I've talked about this before, but my old boss, Grover Norquist, had a plan. He wanted a constitutional amendment to ban family members from following other family members into politics. Not that they couldn't run for something, but if they couldn't occupy the same office immediately after somebody either retired or died. Right. Because I lived in John Dingell's district. John Dingell took over from his father. His father served for like 18 years, 16 years, something like that. And then John Dingell served for like 46 years, longest serving member of the House of Representatives forever. And then immediately after John Dingell, his wife, Debbie Dingell, took over. And you go, what? why? Was Debbie Dingell some sort of genius? No, Debbie Dingell is a lobbyist. It was weird. Her husband was a big muckety-muck. I believe he was in the House Ways and Means Committee which is the most powerful committee in Congress because they decide where the money goes since all spending starts in the House of Representatives. And of course, his wife would be a lobbyist. Of course, I don't think she was a lobbyist when they married her, but somebody in the lobbying business was smart and said we should hire that dude's wife. Since we can't pay him directly, we can pay her a truckload of money. And it'll be, you know, bribery by proxy. It'll be wonderful. The money will end up in their joint bank accounts and nobody will be any the wiser all perfectly legal well she's in office now now at the time when john dingle was thinking about retirement i remember i lived in they thought about retirement forever because the guy was in office forever i lived in that district while in college dearborn michigan there was a raging debate amongst the politicos on the democratic side because it was a very uh, gerrymandered democrat blue district which Dingle would take over if John died or retired? Would it be Debbie or would it be John Dingle's son? Debbie won. But I bet John Dingle's son, I can't remember what his name is. Um it's not Barry, although that would be good. Uh but I bet you know, I bet his son is waiting in the wings. Alright, I'm the next Dingle. Who's the next Dingle? Who is the next Dingle to come in and occupy this seat? And it's insane. And you say, well, Derek, people vote for that stuff. Yeah, they do vote for that stuff. Sometimes you do have to sort of make it a little bit, require a little bit of effort for people to be stupid. If you say no relative can fill this seat for two consecutive terms after the person leaves the office, then in four years a dingle is free to run. But quite frankly, we know how... Far too many people vote, and it becomes institutional, a family business. Politics should never be the family business. You shouldn't get elected because of your name, at least not right away. Give somebody else a chance. Because, yes, I know it's mean to say, but far too many people in this country are too stupid. They're just too stupid. Speaking of too stupid, Democrats and guns, they've been, they're have been they pushing... Um, they're pushing legislation that would have nothing to do with having prevented Uvalde. Have you noticed that Tulsa's kind of gone away? The Tulsa shooting is a black guy, a hospital. He, too, used an AR-14-style rifle. But the media isn't talking about that because, uh, well, he's a black guy. Can't help it. Look, it's it's no good. It's no good. It doesn't help the narrative. They, they're begrudgingly talking about Uvalde because they feel as though they can exploit the deaths of children, but the fact that the guy who did it is Hispanic, they dutifully avoid. They do, It actually kind of muted the left when it comes to talking about Buffalo, the racist attack in Buffalo. Have you noticed that? They're not really talking about that anymore. Mostly, they're not even talking about it at all. They, they might mention Buffalo, but they don't talk about the details of it. Why? Because they wanted that one, they they just talked about racism with that one. They didn't really care about guns. They didn't try to make it about gun control. But then Uvalde happened, and they said, "Oh man, now we've got to go all we got to go all in on gun control." Well, they had already set up the narrative of Buffalo that didn't have anything to do with gun control, that it had to do with racism. So they could just mention that there was a shooting in in Buffalo, but they're going to keep that kind of back. They're making it all about gun control now. And so they're holding hearings up on Capitol Hill that are nothing but peacocking and posturing by these various members of Congress. Eric Swalwell, just a complete moron, is out there talking about how. Rep- are you on the side of the children or are you on the side of the killers? Now, are you on the side of America or are you on the side of Fang Fang? Or are you inside Fang Fang? I don't know. Well, <clears throat> listen to. Uh, let's see. We'll start off here. Representative Mondere Jones, Democrat from New York. This, by the way, this little tirade got him invite- invited on. Morning Joe. If you're sitting there going, I never heard of Mondair Jones. Well, yeah. No, you hadn't. He hadn't been on a lot of TV because there are 435 members of the House. Actually, like 439 if you count the members who represent the various territories, the non voting members. But you don't, you know, maybe 10 of them make the rounds regularly on television. Mondair Jones was one of them who was an ultimate backbencher, and this was seen as their moment. Their moment of glory. This is their chance to shine. And so the the hearing devolved into a whole bunch of auditions for MSNBC guest booking slots. And Mondaire Jones hit the motherload. He got, since Rachel Maddow has gone off the air, she only works on Mondays apparently, uh, the only show that stands a chance of having an audience is Morning Joe. It's still pathetic audience size but in washington dc inside the beltway it it matters and he got the crown yesterday mondair jones and this is what got him the crown enough of your thoughts and prayers enough Mm. enough Mm. you will not stop us from advancing the protecting our kids act today you will not stop us from passing it in the house next week and you will not stop us there If the filibuster obstructs us, we will abolish it. If the Supreme Court objects, we will expand it. And we will not rest until we have taken weapons of war out of circulation in our communities. Each and every day, we will do whatever it takes to end gun violence, whatever it takes. What we will do is not fail the children of this country the way that you have failed us. The generations of Columbine, Sandy Hook, Parkland, and Uvalde. Hitlerific, isn't it? We will, Pat. You will not stop us here. Well, no, you can't stop it in the House. The Republicans don't have the votes, and Democrats are uniform. You can't. If it won't pass in the Senate, we'll change the rules to ram it through in the Senate. Okay, that's a little fascistic. And if the Supreme Court doesn't like what we do, if what we do is unconstitutional, why we'll pack the Supreme Court. We don't care. Well, now you're making a very good salient argument in favor of the second amendment my friend good job mondair jones hey tyrannical government will force its will on you they will uh, gov- what's the difference between uh, what mondair jones is doing there and what say a uh, hitler would have done Mao would have done lenin Oh, over there, look, private property, everybody should own this. Oh, man, businesses are horrible, private, this, and everything belongs to everybody. And then they get into power and they seized everything from everybody for themselves, for themselves, and enslaved the people over in Russia. You get the feeling that Democrats would love to do the same thing here? Oh, yeah, they tell you every once in a while, they tell you who they are and what they want to do. That, of course, got you invited on Morning Joe. You want to talk about the rot that is caused by cable news. The rot that is caused by cable news is right there. That working, that working gets you booked on the most popular liberal morning show on cable news. And so what happens next time? Next time there's a hearing, next time there's anything, somebody goes, I'm going to have to out-crazy. Everybody, I am going to have to out crazy Mondaire Jones last time. And it goes further down. Do these people actually believe this? I don't know. Are they that stupid to really think that this is the way to go? Maybe they are. Who knows? But uh, the fact that it works is disturbing, that it works with Democrats. I hope to God it doesn't work in November. That'll be the ultimate test. Now, we just heard from an idiotic member of the House of Representatives because, why not? Democrat. We might as well hear from the king, Democrat. I just... You almost feel bad for them that this is who they picked, this is who they've got, this is what they You know, you'd, you'd, I get it, you dance with the girl who brung you, but uh, sometimes you shouldn't... Accept, it was always... If, uh, if somebody invited you, in my house anyway, growing up, if somebody invited you to a dance, somebody asked you to go to a dance, or, uh and you didn't want to go with them, you uh, you said, n- unless you had a reason not to, uh, like if you were dating somebody, you, you don't go with somebody do and say, no, I'm waiting for somebody else. So you, you basically it was, so you, you got off your butt and you asked somebody if you wanted to go somewhere with something. So you dance with the girl who brung you. This is the girl who brung him, or this is the girl they brung, or whatever, however you want to look at it. Joe Biden yesterday got, uh, in his speech, got political, very political. Now, you remember when Donald Trump was president, COVID restrictions were everywhere. The Democrats did that weird virtual convention, very bizarre virtual convention, where nobody was in front of anybody and except Joe Biden was at like a drive in or something. I think it was at a drive. I can't remember. It was just nuts. It was very bizarre because of COVID. Well, the Republicans said, well, we're going to do it. The one place that we can actually do it. You know, the president lives at the White House. You can't use the White House for politics. You can't be politicking. Everybody wanted to file various complaints about a violation of the Hatch Act you're not allowed to do politics and politics if you're a republican well, Joe Biden every speech he's given has been basically a campaign rally he can't go out and give campaign rally speeches because nobody wants to see him nobody would show up it's funny that you know the covid restrictions are gone but if Joe Biden gave out came out and did a a speech There'd be 10 people there in their own little personal circles with their own folding chair, which was immediately melted down to nothing afterwards. And they'd all be wearing masks. That wouldn't bode very well for Democrats, so they don't do it. By the way, nine of the 10 people would probably be paid DNC staffers or CNN employees, whichever, the same difference. But um, Joe Biden's speech yesterday got wildly political. You're not supposed to be doing electioneering. At the White House in an official, official capacity in particular. But Joe, Joe did. Joe did. And if Congress fails, I believe this time a majority of the American people won't give up either. I believe the majority of you will act to turn your outrage into making this issue central to your vote. Enough, enough, enough enough, enough, enough. Make this issue central to your vote. Whatever you do, don't make the economy central to your vote. And for the love of God, don't be going in there thinking about inflation. Please, Lord, do not think about inflation. Don't worry about all the other scrups. And if you cared about Afghanistan, don't think about Afghanistan. Go in there and think about this. But don't think about it in terms of how I'm trying to use this tragedy to curtail your rights. No, no, no. Think about it in terms of uh, that Republicans are bad. That's how it always happens. Democrat, a Democrat does something terrible. Democrats blame Republicans for it. Democrats move to strip the innocent of their rights. They don't want to punish the guilty on anything. We need no cash bail, no cash bail whatsoever. It's just wrong. There are far too many people who look like this in prison. Therefore, we should be letting people out of prison. COVID, let violent criminals out of prison. It's only the humane thing to do. Let them out of prison for the love of God. Oh, wait, Uh, uh, you were at the Capitol on uh, January the 6th? You were you were at the rally on January. You're a monster. You need to be destroyed. You must be destroyed. Why? How? How do you figure that? Uh, shut up! Don't don't question things. It's bizarre how that works, isn't it? They care very deeply about keeping people out of prison who, quite frankly, need to be in prison. If you want to look at people who are uh, likely to commit crimes and violent acts, you look no further than that. And what do you get? You get mercy. You get love. You get tolerance. You get released from prison. You get no cash bail. But if you are somebody who supported Donald Trump, why, you're a white nationalist, but you're black. It doesn't matter. The Proud Boys are a white nationalist organization leader. The Proud Boys is a Hispanic dude. Shut up, racist. <laughs> okay. So then you think, well, Joe Biden must be serious. He must desperately, if Joe Biden, if you take Joe Biden at his word, which you never should do, because he, even when he's, when he's not lying, he's incoherent. So, you know, you never, he's, he's always telling you something that isn't true, no matter what. It's just a matter of the the reasoning behind why he's telling you something that isn't true. If Joe Biden is serious in that, Clemson, well, if Congress fails to act, I hope that you take it to the polls and blah, blah, blah. They must do something. Right now, there's a group of senators, Republicans and Democrats, a small group trying to hammer out something that they can come to terms with. It probably would be something along the lines of expanding background checks one way or another. Who knows? It would be largely symbolic. It doesn't really matter. But Democrats will be able to hang their hat on it. And maybe hardening schools, protecting schools. I love all these idiots. Every one of the late-night comedians, by the way, or late-night television hosts, you can't call them comedians, from Jimmy Kimmel to Stephen Colbert were and what's his, uh, Seth Meyers, well, it would nice to have a job where like your performance didn't matter and whether or not anybody liked it. That's Seth Meyers. <laughs> Just go ahead, fill the time slot. We'll keep paying you millions of dollars. Each one of them said, well, the Republicans' plan is to have one door going into a school. What is that? A uh, violation of fire code? And they all go, ha, 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 that's so funny. Oh, yes, everybody's going to be shuttled through one single door. They never heard of fire exits. They never heard of anything like the, the, there are plenty of doors in schools. But to enter, you go in one set, right? the one that you can secure. It makes perfect sense. And in case of an emergency, fire, whatever, you can go out all kinds of doors. But they're dumb or they're counting on you being. And then in the case of these comedians, they're they're dumb and their writers are dumb. But they're counting on their audience of being even dumber. And if you watch that stuff, you probably are. Anyway, back to Joe Biden being a suicide bomber, because that's what he is here. He says, we got to do something. We got to do something or vote them out. And then he does everything he can to destroy the fragile, I imagine, negotiations between Republicans and Democrats. Either that or he is completely irrelevant as a human being. He's actually more likely that he's irrelevant as a human being. Listen to him. In this time, it's time for the Senate to do something. But as we know, in order to do any get anything done in the Senate, we need a minimum of 10 Republican senators. I support the bipartisan efforts that include small group of Democrats and Republican senators trying to find a way. But my God, the fact that the majority of the Senate Republicans— Don't want any of these proposals even to be debated or come up for a vote. I find unconscionable. We can't fail the American people again. You can. You just did. Republicans were inclined to at least hear it out and maybe reach some sort of compromise. Then Joe Biden is out there saying, these people are just monsters. These people are glad that children are dying. These people are responsible for children. Can you believe it's unconscionable? It's unconscionable. And you're sitting there you're going, why am I why am I negotiating with this political party? They're just gonna stab me in the back, they're gonna stab me in the front, they're gonna stab me in the side. Why in the hell would I bother with these people? That's Joe Biden for you. Oh, by the way, there's one person in this equation who has a family member who did violate federal gun laws lied on a, an application for a handgun and then threw it away behind a grocery store later on in a drug haze. And that guy's name is Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden, who the Justice Department knows all of this and decided that they were not going to prosecute him. Hunter Biden, because of his last name. Now, how much has that guy gotten away with because of his last name? Anybody going to bother looking into that? Anybody going to bother asking Joe about that? No. Joe Biden gave this speech and then ran off to the beach in Delaware. I care so deeply about these children. These Republicans, they need to really come to the table and negotiate in good faith with somebody other than me because we got, uh, you know, some pickleball scheduled for our mansion at the ocean. I ain't missing that. This weekend is the, I don't know, the hot dog festival or something. You're going to see images likely of Joe Biden eating ice cream. Joe Biden riding a bicycle. Joe Biden lecturing Congress about what they've got to do while they're actually trying to do it. And then he comes in and just throws in a Molotov cocktail, blows the whole thing up, probably, or at least damages it, runs off to the beach, and will be sitting there eating ice cream and pizza slices and playing with his dog and wearing a mask on the beach as he's standing near his wife. The American people are sick of this crap. Yes, it's true, Joe. They're sick of it. But you don't really want to do anything to address mental health. Uh, Maybe because you're afraid it'll backfire but mostly because you're afraid it'll backfire on you politically. If you address a problem, you can't run on it. The last shootings have all, except for Uvalde, were things where people who should have been caught in the background check weren't. The FBI dropped the ball. Your FBI dropped the ball. Joe, you're in charge of it. The federal government safeguards failed. More safeguards? Not going to fail? How about you try something different? How about you try something different? What a novel idea. What a crazy idea. Try something that does work or might work. Securing schools. There are crazy people out there. How about not going with collective guilt? How about looking at a situation where you say... Uh, I'm not going to punish people who didn't do anything. I want to make sure that things are prevented from bad things are, as best we can. You cannot stop all bad things from happening, certainly. But we can do our best to maybe make things as uh, as safe as we possibly can. And that might involve a lot of things, but it doesn't involve punishing people who've done nothing. He even said, I don't want to punish people who are the innocent, responsible gun owners. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. It's like Justin Trudeau in Canada. He's punishing the innocent gun owners who have done nothing. We have far too many guns in this country. Well, that should be a really good argument against the leftist idea that guns are the problem. We have something like 1.2 guns per person, per adult in this country. There should be, if the guns were the problem, there theoretically should be a hell of a lot more shootings out there. Shouldn't there be? Shouldn't If the guns were the problem, if the guns were doing this, wouldn't there be? Nope. Not. Because everything that these people are telling you is a lie. Everything is about them gaining control. Punish the innocent to protect the guilty. Use the guilty to protect to punish the innocent. Did you do something horrible if you're a gun owner? Or did that monster down in Uvalde do something horrible? Why do you have to pay? He's rotting in hell. Let's try and prevent the next one of him. Let's maybe try to learn something from this. And all we're learning is that the police dropped the ball. The local politicians dropped the ball. The school system dropped the ball. So how about we make the ball easier to handle? As they say, these things are happening all the time. They don't don't happen all the time. The numbers that they use for mass shootings and school shootings are wildly inflated. How do they do it? If on a Saturday in the summer at midnight, a drug deal in a schoolyard playground goes wrong and people are shot, they count that as a school shooting. Is that a school shooting? Some 22-year-old drug dealer shoots a couple of other guys that they got beef with. No, but they don't give you the details. They don't give you the details for a reason. Details are not their friends. They hide the details, tells you something about them. You just look at the way that the Democrats are, they, they respond to everything. They're just not, It's like it's like everybody at Animal House suddenly got boring and a job in government they lost their incompetence or they they lost their uh, their fun but they kept their incompetence this is a tweet here secretary janet yellen the woman who missed inflation if you're to be believed oh i missed it i didn't didn't see this one come who could have possibly oh well everybody with a brain oh i didn't see it there she is tweeting out a picture of herself, says so for the first time in our history, Treasury is displaying the pride flag to express our solidarity with LGBTQ plus Americans during Pride Month. U.S. Treasury remains committed to diversity, equity, and equal opportunity for all. Well great. Congratulations. We all suffer equally under your economic incompetence. Yay. The virtue signal is complete. <laughs> These morons. I swear to God, this is their priority. Democrats have a lot of priorities. And none of them are you. Not a single one of them are you. They want to demonize you or they want to prioritize illegal aliens over you. Here's a deal. If you want to have a deal on gun control, I think Ann Coulter uh, proposed this earlier. I could be wrong on her Twitter feed. We should limit the weapons that people can own in this country to what we're sending Ukraine. Does that sound fair? <laughs> the Firearms that we're sending to Ukraine. Because these very same people, you can't fight to, you with a gun. With a, you not The government has nukes. You couldn't possibly. That was Eric Swalas. Go ahead, fight the government. We have nukes. Like, okay, congressman, you're threatening to nuke people who dare defy you. That's interesting. Fang Fang put you up to that. But if we're sending these very same weapons that are worthless against a country with nukes and a superior military, and they're doing a pretty good job over there fending off tyranny. So how about we just agree to limit the firearms Americans can obtain to the ones we're sending to Ukraine? Sounds like a pretty fair deal to me. Unless you're not serious about cutting it. No, they're not serious. Democrats are never serious about anything. They're not unserious either. They're just a joke, just not a funny one at all. Well, shit, while we're talking about how awful Democrats are, let's really get into how awful and divisive and just irrelevant they are. The Reparations Task Force out in California has come back with their recommendations. How- on how best to deal with reparations collective guilt generational collective guilt passed down and of course generational victimhood as well because i don't know i don't understand these people i don't understand democrats at all i, I actually it's a power grab that's what it is i just don't understand how somebody can do it in, in a, a good conscience how do they can live with themselves the Washington Free Beacon has the story Black Californians could enjoy enjoy child support forgiveness, free college, free health care, fewer police and a long term truth and reconciliation commission. Should Golden State lawmakers pass the proposal outlined this week by the state's reparations task force? Why well, it just sounds it sounds actually horribly wildly condescending doesn't it? Most of it. Look, black people can't pay child support, all right? They like to get their eh, 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 eh on, but that's it. They don't. Black men, no way could they possibly ever be expected to financially care for a child. That's racist. That is a white European concept that you're responsible for your actions. Really? That's essentially what they're saying. Child support forgiveness. What does child support forgiveness mean? Yeah, you're wildly irresponsible, but just, come on, you couldn't, come on, you couldn't possibly be expected to be responsible. And I apologize unreservedly for even entertaining the concept. How screwed up is that? But here, here's, you can't hold a job and be responsible enough to pay for your share of a child. But here's free college, because everybody knows that, (laughs) The best students are wildly irresponsible in every other aspect of their lives. Right? Right? Am I right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that, That worked out great everywhere. These leftists, if you were trying to kill black people, if you were trying to commit genocide, I don't know what you'd do any different. And that's why I say Democrats never change their objective. They just change their tactics. That's all they did. They simply changed their tactics. That's how they work. They've always, always looked to subjugate minorities. Now, there's a lot of, well, there's a lot of elected black Democrats, right? But progressives are progressives first and foremost. Anything else, a distance. Second, I keep saying it, but I only keep saying it because it's true. And things like this demonstrate exactly that. Following a 2020 law to study the subject, the beacon continues, a panel of left wing academics and policymakers on Wednesday released their findings on how California can remedy the harm against the residents caused by slavery and discrimination. And it was California what year was California a state? Let me see. What year did California become a state, there we go, September 9th, 1850, so I mean, as far as I know, there wasn't slavery out there, they would have had about 15, taken at least, taken at least two to get out there, uh, so the the lasting damage out there, all right, all right, whatever, <clears throat> all black Californians are eligible for the benefits of the program if they can prove they are descendants of African Americans enslaved in the U.S. or of free black people living in the country before the end of the 19th century. It's a pretty wide net. Just descendants of it. What kind of descent? Hell, that description of it, that description of it, that description, if I really gave a damn and went back through my family genealogy. But I don't. Uh, a new state agency called the California African-American Freedmen Affairs Agency would provide genealogical tests for residents. <laughs> God, this is the stuff of fiction, bad fiction, but f- a comedy, not like a dystopian future. The end result would be dystopian, but the actual act of it would be hilarious. The 492 page report, 492 pages that sending a subliminal message, if they'd have added a one, that would have been the year that Columbus sailed the ocean blue. My God. Even the report is white supremacist. (laughs) That's how, look, you laugh, but it's uh, like as tenuous as these nut jobs are with their hold on reality and the ideas that they put forth. The 492-page report lists the task force's quote, preliminary findings and recommendations end quote the final report is scheduled to be released in July of next year four hundred and ninety two pages isn't enough we're really stupid, and we're getting you the, we're reaching the halfway point we're doubly we're going to double the stupid. Don't worry. So what were some of the recommendations? The Washington free beacon was kind enough to read four hundred and ninety two pages so you don't have to and pick out some doozies. They've got eight. One, child support forgiveness. The panel recommends that California eliminate overdue child support owed to the government by black parents who no longer have custody of their children. Black Californians would also no longer need to reimburse the state for current or past government assistance related to child support. Because why? Well, because Democrats believe, quite simply, that black people are incapable of taking care of themselves or their families. Yeah. That's a little bit harsh, don't you? No, no, that's absolutely 100% true. That's what Democrats believe. That's what Democrats advocate upon everything. Every time they get a chance, this is where they are. This is what they do. So you sit there and you say, that seems a little bit racist. Well, welcome to the Democratic Party, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Democratic Party. (laughs) God... Uh, Under current California law, families that receive government assistance such as food stamp must deduct the cost of those programs from court ordered child support payments. If an individual in California does not pay child support, he is essentially fined for forcing his child to use state services. The logic of the current law is that the state should not pay for financial support that a parent otherwise provides perfectly makes perfect sense yet Democrats are saying you can't do it. Black people can't do it. White people, Asians, Hispanics, Indians, everybody else can do it, but somehow black people can't do it because racism, right? Wait a second, how is that racist? If this is a fundamentally racist country, how is it that every other non-white person managed to escape this pitfall? it they can't explain it and it's not actually true very few people in all races are degenerate parents to give people a pass based on their skin color is sickening number 2 establish a truth and reconciliation commission to destroy anti black memorials and monuments <laughs> The task force recommends and uh, the establishment of a commission named after the 1996 South African Truth and Reconciliation Commission, which was created following the end of apartheid to identify human rights violations against the majority black population during their time living under white-only rule. The task force also recommends the state quote, create forms of acknowledgement and apology for acts of political disenfranchisement, end quote, and destroy all, quote, anti-black memorials and monuments, presumably to be identified by the task force. Pervasive, quote, police violence and extrajudicial killings of African Americans occur in California as they do in the rest of the country, end quote, the panel concludes. They don't name any because it's a lie. As part of an effort to help heal the state's black community, the panel recommends the state fund art that acknowledges the, quote, trauma of state sanctioned white supremacist terror, end quote. Yeah, these are academics and government experts, liberals. This is what they view, this is how they view the country. This is what they truly believe. You can't make this stuff up. <laughs> And you sit there and you hear this language and you go, well, this is insane. These people are insane. Yes, they are insane. They absolutely are insane. That doesn't mean that they're not in power. That doesn't mean that they don't have sway in the party. The vast majority of Democrats would look at this if they'd ever heard of it and say, this is nuts. What's wrong with you people? You are evil. You're being racist. But they won't mostly hear about it. The media will cover it in a glossy term, shiny, wonderful. We're doing this in the name of equity sort of crap or not talk about it at all. Because it's unpopular and they don't cover things that are unpopular for Democrats. It's also racist and they don't cover Democrats racism. Number three is free college education. The task force recommends the state eliminate tuition for all California colleges, as well as offer funding to create black-owned K-12 through schools and colleges. Black Californians should also receive scholarships to cover four years of undergraduate education at presumably any university in the country, the task force finds. Boy, a whole bunch of academics discovering and thinking and recommending that academia be heavily subsidized by government? Who would have seen that one coming? The task force also recommends that the state, quote, identify and eliminate racial bias and discriminatory practices and standardized testings, including the SAT, LSAT, and the state bar exam, with no elaboration on how this could be done or why. It's why they're racist to begin with. To further anti-racist education in the state, all California schools must adopt a curriculum that, quote, advances the ideology of black liberation, end quote. The racist ideology of black liberation. The guy in Waukesha who killed all those people at the Christmas parade and injured more than 40 people was a big believer in black liberation theology. Oh, yeah. Democrats right there embracing straight-up racism, straight-up racism. You know what? We need to advance black liberation ideology. At a time, Can you imagine? Now, you had the, uh, the racist guy up in Buffalo. What if somebody had found, you know what? We need to really find a way to advance the replacement theory that Democrats have demonized. Replacement. If somebody had recommended that, the left would absolutely lose control of their bowels everywhere. They'd be like Amber Heard and Johnny Depp's bed. It would just be a mess everywhere. But because it's the other way around, why it's tolerant? We must indoctrinate black people into racism. How little respect must you have for black people to think that way? You have to have none. You have to have none. Just like this one. This one's a beauty. We're only at the halfway point. Number four, trees in black neighborhoods for shade equity. Why not just give everybody Ray-Bans? We want shade equity. Everybody's got to have some cool shades, right? In the name of ending so-called environmental racism, the task force recommends that the state fund the planting of trees to create tree shade equity. I hate to break it to everybody, but uh, I'm about to cut my grass. Right. I'm about to cut the there are going to be little maple trees or whatever. kind. I don't even know what kind of trees are propellers have fallen down and they're growing in certain areas. I will weed whack them into oblivion. I did not know that I somebody should have told me that I should take that out, put it neatly into a dirt pile and uh, try to transplant that maybe to downtown Baltimore or downtown Washington, D.C. In the name of shade equity, will I get a tax deduction for, for doing that? And realize anti racism was as simple as basic horticulture. These people are beyond parody, ladies and gentlemen. Next on the list of the uh, recommendations of the Truth and Reconciliation, whatever, the Garbage Commission out in California. Number five less McDonald's, more Whole Foods. <laughs> The task force wants to reduce the density of fast food restaurants and promote the opening of healthy retailers, such as Whole Foods and farmer's markets in majority black neighborhoods. It's not about race in this thing, having lived in poor neighborhoods and having lived in not poor neighborhoods. It's about Economics. Most of this stuff is about economics, but Democrats don't want you to think of that. It's not so easy. If you start looking at the economics of things, then suddenly you start realizing that democratic policies make the economics worse for just about everybody. They really do. And then you might go, well, then why the hell am I voting for these morons? And they don't want you to think that way, so they gotta make it about skin color. What's gonna be interesting is as the black vote becomes a smaller portion of the electorate. Democrats thought they could smoothly slide into just sort of co-opting, usurping the Hispanic vote, because they're the, the people who care about people's skin color. And they projected onto the Hispanic population that, well, you're just Hispanic, you all speak Spanish, it doesn't really matter. Uh, we'll just pander to Hispanics in general, not recognizing that Hispanics are a vastly diverse group of people. Badly, first of all, they, Catholicism, the Pope is from, uh, Columbia, wherever the hell he's from, I don't know, Venezuela, somewhere down there, Brazil, I think. The Pope was chosen not because, oh my God, the divine hand of God came down and, cho- no, he was chosen because they needed to have a South American pope because South America is really one of the only places where Catholicism is thriving and the church is terrified of becoming irrelevant. So they said, well, we've got we to pander. We've got to pander. I don't know how well it's working. But Democrats saw that and go, we're going to pander too. We're going to pander. And you think, well, they, just, they all speak Spanish. They're all the same. They're not. They're not. They have national pride. Weird, there's a great line in the movie uh, The Hammer, which is uh, stars and was written by Adam Carolla, where his friend in real life, Ozzy, was playing his friend in the movie Ozzy. Is from uh, Nicaragua, I think and Adam's character is over at Ozzy's house to watch some soccer game or some event, and they're eating, and all of the Ozzy's family is going, Nicaragua, Nicaragua, whatever it was. Yay, Nicaragua is wonderful. Viva Nicaragua. And Adam Carolla's character goes, can't help but notice that you really love Nicaragua if you always skipped the part that you risked your life to not live there anymore. But that nationalism, that pride still exists. People, you see them marching up 2,000 miles from South and Central America, carrying the flags of the country. They're literally fleeing. And you go, what the hell's wrong with you? If that place is so wonderful, why are you running away? But they have that. Democrats just think that, well, if we just speak Spanish, if we promise Spanish-speaking people all sorts of things, that uh, it'll be all the same. Well, the people in one country maybe don't like the people in another country. And then the Spanish speakers in the Caribbean, Cubans, for example, not particular fans of the mainland Spanish-speaking people, and vice versa. There are all sorts of intricacies where the... it's Actually, there's the extrapolation of liberal policies, the divide to conquer. The people down in South, Af- South America read the same books. They read Saul Alinsky, They know how to do it. They're doing the exact same thing. So you can somehow instill national pride in people for a country they're fleeing. Tells you how easily manipulated we as a species are. It's kind of funny. So Democrats are running into all this stuff. And so if you really want to make a difference in the way people eat, you're going to have a tough time with that one. Putting a Whole Foods into uh, a black neighborhood doesn't mean anybody can afford a Whole Foods. Hell, I can't afford a Whole Foods half the time. Unless it's on sale or a special occasion. I want to impress somebody. Fast. Another dirty little secret, by the way, about fast food is it's nutritious, by and large. You don't want to eat it every day. But by and large, it's pretty nutritious. A, a McDonald's hamburger... I remember there was something, I think it was written up by Reason Magazine probably 10 years ago, about how the double cheeseburger at McDonald's back when it was 99 cents, now I don't even know if they sell it, but back when it was 99 cents, the double cheeseburger had like an awesome amount of nutrition for 99 cents. If you get rid of the fast food restaurants in uh, neighborhoods that are economically depressed, you're going to run into a problem. People are not going to be able to, even if you put in the other thing, well, here's a salad bar. First of all, does anybody want a salad bar? Secondly, is a salad bar going to be expensive? Are they going to have to raise prices because the the customer traffic is less? They don't think about these things because they're idiots in academia who are insulated from the consequences of their actions. Number six on the list, decrease the police. The task force calls for an end to discriminatory, quote, discriminatory policing and particularly killings, use of force and racial profiling of black Americans. Yeah, none of those things happen. But hey, why let the facts stand in the way of a good political agenda item? Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? That means a review of every incarcerated black Californian, quote, to determine whether they have been wrongfully convicted or have received longer or harsher sentences than white people convicted of the same or similar crimes. (laughs) The task force recommends fewer police in black communities. The, quote, scope of law enforcement jurisdiction must be curtailed and replaced with more funding for prevention and mental health care. Wait a second, we're having a mental health care discussion right now in Washington, D.C., and Democrats are saying, get bent, get out of here. Law enforcement should also issue fewer citations at liquor and tobacco stores in black neighborhoods. (laughs) That's right. Keep them doped up and dying young. Keep them drunk and uh, riddled with cancer. Shut them up. Come on. You're not going to really complain that much if you're hammered all the time, are you? Get rid of police. That's working out really well in these cities, isn't it? Free health care. Black Californians should be entitled to free health care, the task force finds. All black Californians who suffered from this, the country's, quote, anti-black health care system should be entitled to financial compensation as well. I hope California implements all this stuff. It'd be, you know, when I was a kid, I was promised that California would fall into the ocean and it didn't have, I'm still waiting for it. It's a promise, uncapped, damn it. Still waiting for it. But California implementing this stuff and just committing economic suicide would, I think, at least for me, more than make up for it. <laughs> I'm sorry to everybody out there who lives in, in California. Ruby, I'm sorry, you're going to have to move. You just got to let them go. Schlichter, you got to get out of there. It, just give them this. Save yourselves, okay? You're not going to turn the tide. There comes a point when you recognize that the ship is going to hit the iceberg and the captain is happy about it and you just got to get the hell out of dodge. They say to create more black doctors and healthcare professionals the task force recommends that the state engage in more affirmative action programs and race conscious public health policy. Who could want who wouldn't want a doctor that was just chosen because not because of their skills or ability or aptitude or even desire? But they were thrust into it because of their skin color. What could possibly go wrong? Again, this will be worse than California falling into the ocean. You got to really hand it to these leftists for going for it, though, out in California with all the insanity. And you sit there and you, you, you shake your head and you go, good God, what's wrong with these people? They've got a commitment to their craft. You have to give them that they have a commitment to their graft. They have gone all in, and boy, howdy, are they going to stay all in? <laughs> we need to hire doctors based on their skin color in the name of equity. All right, I will. No, I, I'd be. That would get me to try acupuncture. That would tr- let me to try some of that holistic crap that they're always pushing out there. Like, all right, I'll try some of these other stuff. I'm not, I'm not going to a doctor no matter what the doctor, no matter what the skin color, who's chosen. Specifically and explicitly because of their melanin levels. That's nuts. And number eight on the list here. Drum roll, please. This one. You're you're sitting there. You're going, wait a second, Derek. Why is nobody talking about just straight up giving people cash? Well, they are. Number eight. Cash payments to close racial wealth gap. That's right. On top of all the new forms of welfare and assistance outlined in the task force report, black Californians are entitled to cash reparations intended to shrink the racial wealth gap. The exact dollar amount is not specified, but you can bet that it ain't going to be a five spot or a 20. It ain't. It's going to be a lot. (laughs) Suckers. The state must also provide funding and technical assistance to black-led and black community-based land trusts to support wealth building and affordable housing. Affordable housing. I love how the government, we're going to really focus and we need to focus on, and we owe it to everybody to focus on affordable housing. Well, you know, your government policies are really screwed up and perverted the the housing market and caused the element. Shut up. Shut up. Nobody can, unless you're, you know, filthy rich, Silicon Valley or Hollywood D bag. You can't afford a house out in California. Good luck with it. I watch, uh, and it's it's bizarre to watch it. It's it's not. I wish it would come back. Cause I'm desperately in need of something to fill the gap of Summer House being off. Um, but million dollar listing, Los Angeles. It's a great show, but you sit there and you go, well, this is a 2,500-square-foot uh, house, and it's on point six of an acre. It's a beautiful neighborhood. It's only about uh, 30 minutes from the beach. Uh, it's $3.8 million asking price. You're going, what the hell is going on out in California? It's because of all the regulations in the state of California. Nothing's going to make that more affordable except for going, build away but you can't you want to build a pool out in, in california you got to do an environmental impact study i'm gonna put up a pool uh, environmental impact study. you know by the way you can only fill the pool every other day uh, so it'll take you, s- you know, six weeks to fill the pool because you're going to use your allotted amount of water I mean, they're sitting there going more than the worst drought ever i love that one thing that i told you the other day it's the worst drought in 1200 years How the hell do you know what weather was like in California 1,200 years ago? Um, They don't. They're just making it up. But they always leave out the fact that the vast majority or big chunks of California is actually a desert. It's green and people live there and there are trees and everything because it has been irrigated. Human beings can take a plot of land that is nothing but desert, arid desert, only cactus will survive naturally, and go... Let's tap that river a couple hundred miles away, and we'll run the water down here, and then we'll water this dirt, and, this gra- and then we'll start planting stuff, and we'll have grass and everything. And you can create pretty much anything you want. You can terraform whatever you need to do. But then, when you start, you know restricting water use, then guess what happens? It goes back to being a desert. Oh no, it's not raining. It's not rain. It was never going to rain. It doesn't rain. It rains occasionally. That's why California is so messed up. Every time it rains, there's mudslides. It's not a human being's fault. It's because it's not a naturally wet place. Uh, let's see. It's, they want to uh, black-led community-based land trust supporting wealth building and affordable housing as well as raise the minimum wage. Beyond the state-mandated, $15 per hour. Now, is that they raise the minimum wage just for black people? <laughs> you giggle, you chuckle, you think that's absurd, but it's a legitimate question. Do they? Does this task force do that? It wouldn't surprise me. The task force also recommends the creation of a state fund, quote, to support the development and sustainment of black-owned businesses, end quote. Now, okay, I guess I could, you know, they'd have a problem with racism in the creation of black-owned businesses, government support for that. But the sustainment of black-owned businesses, isn't that kind of up to the customers? I, I think the sustainment of every business is literally up to the customers. I'm selling freshly warmed and wrapped in a towelette dog excrement. Only $15 a pop. Well, I can get a government grant to help me start that business <laughs> based on my skin color, maybe. But I don't think I'm going to be able to find much of a customer. Now, in California, people are crazy, so maybe there's a market. But I uh, I don't think there's much of a market to really sustain that long term. So the sustainment of the business has nothing to do with the skin color. I've never walked into a business and said, oh, wait a second. It looks like somebody who isn't white owns this business. We've got to get the hell out of here. We've got to get out of here as quickly as possible. I didn't know. I didn't know that somebody who wasn't white owned it. The- no. I've never done that. There are some places like support this kind of business, support that kind of business, and put the sign on the window. And I find that particularly obnoxious, and I I leave just because they're that means that they're leftists if they care about that crap. I won't shop there, but I've never like gone in and said, "Wait a second, is that a black guy owning this business, or does he just work here?" I need to know before I spend my money there. What is that person's relationship to the to the business itself? So the idea that somehow you have to support the sustainment of black-owned businesses. I don't know how that would work. I honestly, Unless you're just breaking out you know, a, a Tony Soprano sized wad of cash and busting off a bunch of hundreds every week going, well, yeah, your dog excrement in a warm moist towelette idea. Not selling yet. You know, you're probably just right around the corner from it. Really taking off like the pet rock. So here's A thousand, another thousand, two thousand two thousand dollars to help get you by. What a stupid concept for all of this whole thing. This is the state of California. This is our largest state. This is our most influential state. When I say this whole thing needs to a la the movie twenty twelve, fall into the ocean, I mean it in the nicest possible way, of course. Everybody who's nice out just leave. Leave. Let the liberals have it. Let the liberals have it. California is gangrene on this country. Let them go all in. Anyway, that's enough about now. That's enough for a Monday, don't you think? Let's just get on with this week, shall we? I appreciate you listening. Thanks for downloading, sharing, telling a friend all that good stuff. Be back here tomorrow. We'll do it all over again with a whole bunch of new insanity. Have a great one.